Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Coming up a little later on in the program, we'll get a review of Norwegian Sky from Jeff in Tampa. He just returned back from a four-night Bahamas cruise from Miami aboard Norwegian Sky. But first off, um, as you may have heard, we interviewed Nancy Schreider from the Family Travel Network last week about her cruise on Norwegian Jade, and it sparked a couple of listener questions. Jessica emailed in and wants to take her family on a Mediterranean cruise. So we have a couple of questions from Jessica for Nancy. Nancy is on the line. Are you up for it, Nancy? I am totally up for it. Go for it, Doug. I guess I should say welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't introduce you properly. We've been, we are talking with Nancy Shredder from the Family Travel Network, found at FamilyTravelNetwork.com. How are you doing tonight, Nancy? I'm doing great, Doug. Okay, now that we have all the pleasantries exchanged, we will ask you the first question. Uh, what are some good reasons to take a Mediterranean cruise? Well, you know, Doug, many parents and grandparents are planning to take the kids to Europe this year. The, the dollar's improved exchange rate against the euro is also making European vacations even more enticing. But Mediterranean cruising is really a great option for families for a number of reasons. But here are five quick ones to consider. First of all, it's so easy. Cruising is one of the easiest ways to take the family to Europe. You simply get there, unpack once, and the ports come to you. You don't have to worry about anything. It's also a great learning vacation. It's really an entertaining and enriching way to help kids learn through experiencing the destinations and history firsthand. You know, and a lot of kids learn better by experiencing things than reading about it in a book. They really get that feel and that sensory sort of idea about history and the destinations best by being right there. Cruising also offers a familiar environment, and this can be particularly important to families who are new to Europe. There, you know, there are a lot of worries when you're taking kids to Europe. Kids like the food. How will they deal with food allergies? You're not going to be able to speak the language. How are you going to deal with currency concerns? Are the kids going to be happy? You don't have to worry about that on a cruise because it's a familiar environment. There's so much for the kids to do. They can handle food allergies perfect. They're familiar foods. Everybody speaks English. It's lovely. The fourth reason is the great value. It's really sometimes hard to find accommodations in Europe that are both family-friendly and affordable. Cruises really offer an excellent value in that area. And the great thing about a cruise ship is there are accommodations at a wide variety of budget levels. So you can find something that fits you best. And the last is really the onboard family-friendly amenities and entertainment. There's something for every age group and interest on board a Mediterranean cruise, and they have so many great kids' programs, teen programs, family activities going day and night. Your family will love it. Very good. Her follow-up question, Nancy, says, uh, what tips do you have for families taking a Mediterranean cruise? Well, first of all, be realistic. Sailing with the family in the Mediterranean is a really different experience than a Caribbean family cruise. There's usually about a six-hour or more time difference change between U.S. cities and major European destinations. And in addition, some of the ports are 
almost an hour away or more from the cities and attractions you're going to be visiting. So that can mean for some lengthy days for kids and teens. So first of all, think about arriving at your embarkation point a day or two early to allow the kids and, and you to adjust to the time zone change. And that way they'll really be able to experience Europe in the best way rather than being exhausted. The, the second thing is to go at the right time. Um, you know, if you can go over spring break, you know, maybe April to June or whatever during that time period, it, during the early season months can be nice because there are fewer people at the major sites and the temperatures are a little cooler as well. Summer Mediterranean cruises are great. It's just the weather can be hot and more crowded. And remember that August is the prime vacation month in Europe, so that's crowds can peak during that month. If you're going to take a, a European cruise, make sure to plan it together. Get every family member's input early in the planning process. Make sure the kids are involved, too. That helps to create buy-in, and it eliminates a lot of potential problems when you get on the ship. Also, make sure to evaluate each cruise line's uh, programs for kids and teens because you want to pick a great family-friendly cruise line. Another one is choose a great and the best embarkation port. Look for departure cities that have really good flight connections from the United States, good airfare rates, good hotel options, and lots of attractions to explore. Try to spend an extra day there. And then pick the right ship. Top family-focused ships offer attractions for every interest in age groups. And that's really one of the reasons why cruising is such an excellent option for European family vacations. So make sure to pick a ship that offers the best things for your family, whatever your kids and teens' ages may be. The, uh, back to the embarkation ports for a second, Nancy. Um, there's sort of most cruise ships embark out of Rome, Italy, or Barcelona. Uh, in your opinion, which one is the cheapest? Um, I would say for us, what I've seen mostly is Rome and Barcelona, not so much Venice. Mm -hmm. And the, the uh, Venice is great. I love Venice, but you have more difficult connections there, and it tends to be, in my searches, a little bit more expensive. But again, I'm not the you know world's greatest authority on airline connections and prices, but those two tend to be good. If you want to find out any more information about traveling with your family, just head to FamilyTravelNetwork.com. We've been talking with Nancy Schredder, the managing editor of Family Travel Network. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks, Doug. I've always enjoyed being here. This is Cruise Radio. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Follow me.
We always like to get your cruise reviews here on the show. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net like Jeff. Jeff just returned from a four-night sailing from Miami aboard Norwegian Sky, and he joins us this evening. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Doug. How are you? Good, my friend. Uh, so let's talk all about uh, Norwegian Sky. But before we get to the ship, let's take a step back and talk about your pre-cruise thoughts. Uh, why did you want to sail Norwegian Sky? Well, we wanted a shorter cruise. It was pretty port-intensive, and um, this one had two new ports for us. Okay, very good. So the four-night itinerary hit three ports. That was what? Freeport, Nassau, and their private island? Right, great stirrup day. We had to skip that one because of weather. Uh, we almost got there. Yeah, very nice. So we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit here. So let's get to the embarkation process. You came from Tampa, so uh, how did you get to Port Miami, and how was embarkation? We uh, drove down the day before and then uh, took SAS, uh, shuttle service, down to the port. The embarkation was very easy. Staff was quite friendly. It took about 45 minutes from front door to on the ship. Nice. So you get aboard Norwegian Sky. What were your first impressions? I was quite impressed. Not knowing um, that ship, never been on it before, and knowing that it's a small ship, I wasn't sure what to expect, but it was awesome. Easy to get around, and it um, didn't seem like it was a ship um, built, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. What other uh, Norwegian ships have you sailed, if any? Also on the Star and the Epic. 180 degrees from the Epic, then. Uh, Norwegian right. Sky, yeah, absolutely. So you make your way through the ship, you get on board, and it's time to get to your stateroom. So first off, uh, what kind of stateroom did you have, and what were your impressions? For the first time, we had an inside. Okay. The price was much less, and we thought, well, for a four-nighter, let's just try the inside. It was great, uh, laid out quite well, uh, a little bit small, but uh, for four nights, two guys... Not bad at all. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, did you feel like it had plenty of room for this space? It did. Um, the one thing that uh, we did do is put our suitcases under the bed. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't really fit in the closet. So nice. that was a handy thing that we had there. Very nice. Let's talk about the food aboard Norwegian Sky. And let's start like at the buffet area and work our way down. The buffet we uh, went to a couple times. Um, it was the typical buffet. Nothing fancy. A lot of choices. They even had like a taco bar there, um, different items. Mm -hmm. The uh, main dining room was nice. Uh, the service was very friendly, a little bit slow at times, and the food was so-so. Right. Did you, uh, did you eat in the main dining room all four nights? Right, all four nights in the dining room. We even had breakfast and lunch in the dining room. How does it work aboard Norwegian Sky uh, as far as the dining goes? Like, because I know Norwegian is known for freestyle dining. Um, do you have the same table, or do you kind of just come and go as you please? We sat at different tables each time, and it worked out quite well, actually. Okay. No, uh, have to be there at 6 o'clock or 8.15, so we really liked that part of it. It was quite convenient. Very nice, very nice. Let's talk about the entertainment aboard Norwegian Sky. What do you think? Entertainment was above, uh, above average, I think, from uh, most lines I've been on. Quite nice and uh, professional. And even some of the staff um, do uh, double duty, where the cruise director played the piano one night. Very was cool. um, part, of the, uh, part of the dance crew. We were talking off Mike and Norwegian has Deal or No Deal. And you were telling me that you won some money? Yes, as a matter of fact, I played uh, Deal or No Deal. And on my birthday, I get called up on stage and I ended up winning 300 bucks. Very cool. Is Deal or No Deal like like a bingo where you have to pay to play? How does that work? It was uh, 1995, and 
my friend was the one who wanted to do the show, and we were looking at our looking at the cards, mm-hmm. and the last card matched my birthday. <laughs> so I said, "I got to play," <laughs> and I ended up winning. Very nice. Did you uh, get to catch any of the comedians or shows around the ship? As a matter of fact, yes. The comedian was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Nice fellow from Chicago, quite funny. the The PG show was nice, as, as, and and the R rated show was as well. And there wasn't any dirty talk or cursing, which I really appreciated in the R show. Yeah, I do like whenever a comedian can do, deliver a show without dropping the F-bomb every other word. It was awesome. Yeah, that's always nice. Uh, so let's talk about, I know you didn't have any sea days on this ship, but let's talk about how the ship was when it was at sea between port to port. Actually, you kind of did have a sea day on the last day because uh, you skipped Great Storm K, you said. So how did the ship behave? Like, was there plenty of room for all the people on there when you were at sea, both inside and out? Yes, very good. Um, no problem there at all. The uh, traffic seemed to flow quite well, whether we were at sea or not. Um, no uh, bottlenecks, really. Just at the show let out, that was the only time you saw a lot of people coming through one area. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. And uh, how about like out by the pool? Did you notice anything out there? The pool um, seemed good size for the, for the size of the ship. So no problem there either. It was busy, just mm-hmm. like you know, any cruise ship's pool will be, but no problems, really. I know. I, I've sailed Norwegian Sky, I think, twice. And I remember there being, like, a is it a 24-hour sports bar on there that serves food around the clock? That I don't recall okay. if Ma- there was or not. Maybe I dreamed that, and it doesn't even exist. Who knows? Um, let's see. Any other dining options that you noticed besides the buffet area and the uh, main dining room? A great one was a little place off the pool called Il Idagio, mm-hmm. uh, I-L-A-D-A-G-I-O, and they served awesome breakfast with omelets and waffles and the regular breakfast items, and at lunchtime till about 3 o'clock, they would have pasta and pizza, so that was a real nice um, alternative to the buffet. Yeah, very nice. Did you do any specialty dining on there? That we did not, no. no. I have been on, on Cagney's, mm-hmm. on the Epic, and it was great, but we didn't do any of that. Very good. Uh, what did you do? You hit Freeport and Nassau. What did you do in the two ports? In Nassau, we walked down to um, a beach, hung out there for a while, took some pictures, got some great shots of the ship from that area, and then back on the ship. And in Freeport, we went out to the resort, the Grand Lucayan. Mm-hmm. It was uh, 16 bucks to get on the property. You could lay in the lounge chairs on the beach, check it out. Very beautiful property. And the one tip about that is you've got to have a credit card to get a drink. They don't accept cash. Ugh. How about getting from the cruise port to the Grand Lucayan? How much did that cost? That was $5 each way. Okay. And it was a shared, uh, like a van-type cab. Gotcha. And it was like 20 minutes or so each way? About that. Yeah. About 20. 30 minutes going there because we had to drop some other people off at a different beach. Mm-hmm. About 20 on the way back because it was direct. Let's do the final thoughts of Norwegian Sky. If someone's listening and they've never sailed Norwegian Sky before and they're maybe planning on sailing it, uh, what would you say to them? I would say, just like on uh, other uh, cruise ships, familiarize yourself with the uh, layout early on, maybe even before you leave port to get the lay of the land. Il Adagio for an alternative for uh, the buffet, and the Outrigger Lounge was nice, way up front on the ship. A real quiet, nice bar. Very nice. Uh, you said it's good to get the layout of the ship before you sail. What resources do you use to get the layout of a ship? 
generally from the cruise line's website. Gotcha. I'll just go deck by deck, and then I'll check it all out in person. Gotcha. Very good. Well, we've been talking with Jeff. He just returned from his four-night sailing aboard Norwegian Sky round trip from Miami. Jeff, thank you so much for being on the show, my friend. Thank you, Doug, and have a great one. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.